Uh, ask the podcast coach for August 6, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. Uh, it's Saturday morning. It's that time to get your podcast questions answered live. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach. It would be uh, myself, Dave Jackson, from the schoolspodcasting.com. And uh, right over there to my to my right, which is really my how that works. Um, the one and only. Um, he shot a dirty face kid. No, he found a dirty face kid in a garbage can, referencing old Van Halen. Uh, Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv wearing his his, his uh, snappy international podcast day. It's coming up. Coming up. It is coming up. Uh, greetings and happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Yeah, it's coming up. It's one of those things that kind of, kind of sneaks up on us in the fall uh, as we come out of summer. I think it's all set again, right? We're doing it again here towards the end of September for 2016. Yeah. You might want to, if you haven't uh, jumped in on that, you might want to start uh, paying attention. Get your shirt uh, put it on your website. That's one of those things that a, a couple months out is helpful. Get it on your website so you can uh, you can really promote it. Well, they're they're trying to figure out because last year they did the whole twenty four hour thing, and they did it on Blab, and so they're trying to figure out how do you hand off, you know, with a fire talk or a huzzah or whatever that whole nine yards is. Um, but before we get into that, I do want to answer a question that just came up in the chat room. Um, the way this works is uh, Chris Nesty wants to know, where did I get this? It's been so long ago. Mm. I forget, my friend. Good memories. Um, I want it was because um, the guy did a podcast for a while, but there was a website you would sign up for. And every week you would get like another 10 little jingles. It was dirt cheap. I think it was called the podcasting machine was the guy that did the podcast. It was really kind of cool. And then he quit. He pod faded. And, uh, but that's how it works. There he is. There he is. Second time is the charm. All right. Yeah. You, my said, friend? Yeah. I'm just, I'm glad uh, this thing's working. Cause uh, when blab last week, blab was man, it was bad. Smoke. Well, and this is oh. one advantage we've done from day one. We've said, ask the podcast coach.com slash live, because that's right. pointed at blog talk radio. It's pointed at, at uh, YouTube. Um, right. it's pointed at blab and now it's pointing at uh fire talk and, and, um, depending on how things go, we might, uh, throw it at Haza for a week just to see what it's like. It's interesting. Yeah, I, heard you, I heard you talking to Eileen, uh, yeah. you, you and Jim and, uh, cause that's when I figured out, okay, you're going to be here. So this right here can work about the same as blab looks like to me. Again. Yeah, it is. It's basically blab so it's with a name. Um, and we'll see where it goes from now. And And they have a business plan where, if I wanted to schedule like a webinar, I could do that right. and charge for it. And that's how they're going to make their money. So we'll see how you charge for it through like Patreon or something, or uh, I think that you just pay with a credit card and you sign up for it. It's like a paid rather than having going out and buying like a webinar jam or something like that. You just schedule it and then they take a cut of it. So that's, well, they should be able to make some money then you would so. think so. Yeah. And it's pretty okay. easy to use. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want to jump on here and I don't want to, Get you guys uh, too jammed up with uh, absolutely. I got nothing to say. So all right, my man. We'll see. You. All right, see you, Michael. Uh, but like now, we'll say coming coming to the stage, Mister Christopher Nessie. I'm like, hey, what's man. up, guys? Pull hey, him up. right in. I like this. Boom. Hey, Chris. How, how are you, you my Jeff? friend? How you doing, Dave? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I actually did have a question based on the whole uh, slash live. Mm-hmm. I noticed when I went to ask the podcast coach.com slash live, it didn't come right here. 
it went to the page on your site where I could click a link to then come here. So I was wondering if that was on purpose or what was the method to thy madness? That's odd. Um, no, that was not on purpose. But I'm actually, glad it what it took me to was askthepodcastcoach.com slash live show. took me to slash live show, which then said yeah. to watch the show, click here, and then I came here. That's weird. It took me, I just did it, and it just took me right to this link. Yeah. Because I'm going to say half the problem I ran into was Pretty Link would not let me update the link. That drove me nuts. And I actually had to go into the Pretty Link plugin. And those of you that know me, I'm not a big fan of diving into code. I'm not the code person. And um, so I had to go in and actually put in some comments into the plugin to tell it to quit looking for a duplicate link. And it finally let it work. So I am not sure why it sent you to that page because that I um, was pretty sure. Could be could be a cache issue um, yeah. because it takes me right to it. Okay. I mean, it, I go there. I got where I needed to be. So, yeah, that's but, a good, it's a good reminder though. I think, you know, when, when you're setting up these pretty links and such, Dave, you've run into this problem where you've, you're using a ton of them. And sometimes you, you can, if you, if you get multiple links in there, pretty links does some crazy things. And so you got to kind of make sure you got a good strategy, how you're going to do it. I like them to actually land on my page, Dave, I, right now you have it set to automatically to redirect to your fire talk account. I would prefer they land on my page first so they get that branding and then they click through. But I don't think they have a embed for this. I think that's the problem, right? There's no embed. Yeah. 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 And I think Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast has hit the nail on the head. I do believe I have that set up as a permanent redirect. He says those can be cached, but a 302 to redirect or a 307 won't be cached. So I bet that's it. I probably have it set up as a permanent, whatever it is. They're also saying you can embed. There's an iframe embed. So cool. That's. That's what That's I prefer. Great. That's what we do with um, YouTube and Hangouts is we just use an, an iframe embed form to get them done. So, And the other thing I wanted to throw out there was earlier this week, I got to be on a little podcast called Home Gadget Geeks, and it was 100% worth my time. So yes. thank you, Jim, for that opportunity. Yeah, Chris, it was great having you on. No, it was, t- it was a ton of fun. We, we, we didn't talk a lot of, of gadgets, so to speak, but we talked about educators using technology to – connect and to be better teachers and some of those kinds of things and just some great adult conversation chris that's what i appreciate the most is that we get to be adults on that show and uh it was a ton of fun to have you on so thanks for jumping in no problem and uh, and dave came up a couple times all good things only that's good to hear i uh it's weird every now and then i'll hear my name and then we always say when you hear when your listeners hear their name on your show they get giddy and that is uh ditto here I forget what I was. Oh, I was listening to Jessica Rhodes uh, does the Roads to Success podcast. And she said, Dave Jackson, they went, she said my name. So it's always fun. Hey, just because uh, just because SP said this in the chat, let me clarify. When I say adult conversation, I don't mean explicit. I mean, like the way adults should be like (laughs) kind to each other. Intellectually stimulating conversation. C word, F word, all of the words. Or you engage your brain, not your mouth. So. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> all right guys Thanks, enjoy Chris. the rest of your saturday and uh fire talk Woo! well we're here at thanks. least this week <laughs> thanks chris thanks for jumping right. in man bye guys yep. you bet and uh jason bryan in the chat room says uh really don't like the mobile experience at least blab you could have the audio still go if you switched off the app hmm. uh, well, he's not, he's it's, not all, the it's all new it's all new you know That's they're figure, they're figuring it out live is such a small group 
of your audience, you know, really when you when it when it comes right down to it, even though we have a pretty good live group here, we have an it's awesome such group. a small group. I'm percentage wise, it's such a small part of your audience. And so yes. we're not you really should focus 10%. on great content, right? Yeah. And and uh, I kind of now we because we're podcasting about podcasting, we kind of focus on the mechanics because that's kind of what people are interested in. But I think if you're in this space and you're broadcasting live or you're podcasting live, you should just act like the live audience sometimes isn't there. If, you, if you're going to rip that out and just just create great content, don't get distracted by the nuances of live. You can always edit that stuff out. Uh, most of your listeners are going to come in on the recorded version anyways. Yeah. The Hey, you guys ready for yet another Dave Jackson analogy? Do it. All right, Jim. So um, we all go to the grocery store, right? And do you get ads for like grocery stores in your mail? Uh, no. Really? Because no. I do. I get in, the in my email. In, not in email. In the actual physical. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, tons. Yes. Tons. Yeah. Right. So yes. you go the out. Mail, to your, I thought electronic. I don't even think about the regular so, mail. So literally today, I will go to my mailbox and I will have a flyer or whatever you want to call it, an ad from Giant Eagle, which is the the local grocery store. And they'll be talking about the sales that are going on mm-hmm. that actually started today. Now, I'm not going to get my mail till about probably four o'clock today. So, Jim, does that mean the sale doesn't start till four o'clock? It starts today when they start it. That's when right. So who's taking advantage of that uh, sale as we speak? Well, they should have that to you earlier so you can take advantage of it earlier. Right. But are people taking advantages of the sales right now? Well, they are. Yeah, because they're, they're regular shoppers yes, that, yes. that that religiously shop at Giant Eagle. So I say this because uh, it hasn't been officially announced, but I'm calling it. iTunes is having a problem updating again. It seems like I'm getting more and more of those calls at Libsyn. So here's the thing. And people freak out because they're like, hey, my, my show is not showing up in iTunes. So in now the analogy goes like this. There are people that shop regularly at Giant Eagle, they are getting that sale the minute the doors open at nine o'clock. Okay. With iTunes, it's like, you know, it only updates 24 hours. So that sale, your episode is going on to those people who subscribe to your show. If you subscribe, you get to it immediately. And so that's my analogy. Regular shoppers get access to those sales immediately. Your subscribers get access to your episode immediately. It's just, you haven't got the junk mail yet saying, here's the new stuff for Dave's show. And oh man, it just. Yeah. You have to make your site, make sure your site is up and running. That's once they get subscribed to it, it's all on you. Yeah. I just, your site. And this is just, I guess for me, I've never, I mean, never ever have I gone to iTunes and looked at somebody's listing to see what's, when it's a brand new podcast, Sure. So I could see if I only had one episode and, you know, it wasn't showing up, that would be a problem. I've never seen that happen because uh, you can't get approved without an episode. Um, but it's just one of those where it's like, to me, just it seems so foreign to, to think your audience is going to iTunes every week to see if there's well, a new episode. But most people, Dave, think iTunes is a repository and not it's like it's like you're uploading like, you know, that's. That would make common sense, to be honest, for most people to think like iTunes has your file and they're they're delivering yeah. it. And so I just think that's a common misconception for a lot of people. That's yeah. not the case. Right. They don't they don't keep track of anything except your RSS feed. So they don't own it. They don't have it. They're not listening to it for the most part. And uh, it's it's you're they're getting it from you once the RSS feed is registered. 
Yeah. So that, and that's the thing that's, we get that weird iTunes link. That's really, really long. And when you actually um, subscribe, it just gives you whatever RSS feed you're using. So if you're using PowerPress, it gives you the PowerPress feed. Like at that point, iTunes is out of the picture. It's just, it's just the tool that lets you organize your stuff. Yeah. Best thing to do is to pop on your phone or whatever and try, you know, accessing the RSS feed that you subscribe to. This is why you got to subscribe to your own show and all yeah. these different platforms Yep, and then test it right there. That's kind of the, because you can be doing some things or some, a mention of this in, in uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel mentions this, a few of the members in the podcaster society were having problems. We figured out it was the lead pages connector plugin conflicting with the power press and uh, or a problem in the caching and the plugin. There are some complex things that can happen in WordPress that will not allow that file to be delivered to your customer. So you have to make sure it's not you because you you take the onus of responsibility. Once you give your feed to iTunes, it's all on you to make sure that file can be delivered. Yeah, the um, control. Oh, I see. Giant Eagle apparently is a nationwide. Uh, the only one really. It's the only big one here. They came through and kind of stomped out all the competition. And uh, Kroger's yeah, is the Kroger's have, is the behemoth here. We used to have Kroger's back in the day, and then for a while, back when I worked in the grocery industry, many, many, many. We're talking back in the day. Um, yeah, Kroger, and there was one called Apples and Giant Eagle. And then Giant Eagle might be owned by Kroger. Kroger owns like so. We have Bakers here. That's the that's the brand name, and and maybe not. I think it's D- Dylan's and Bakers and Kroger are all the same. They just never changed the name because they had such great brand recognition. Which I think, like this, is an important lesson in your podcast too. When you're changing themes or you're changing the inside of your podcast, what you do, the content, whatever, I think you have to really think about, okay, if I'm going to change the name of my podcast, how much am I going to lose in that? And it may make sense just to keep it the same name, even though you're changing the content on the inside. It might not, right? That's that's a question. There's no right or wrong answer to that. Certainly in the market analysis that that Kroger, the parent company of, of Baker and, and Dylan's did, they realized in those markets, those names were the best. And so they held on to them and just kept them and operated the company like one big company still, but but left the names the same to pick up on regional, kind of that regional awareness. So I think when you're thinking about rebranding inside your podcast, think about those same things. Like, does it really, do I really, you know, I went from home tech, that was the name of the podcast, home tech, to home gadget geeks, because I was joining the geeks network. And I wanted to take advantage of that geeks idea. And I like it. Actually, it's a better, it flows better. Quickly after I stopped using it, somebody else picked up the home tech thing and went with it. And, and that's fine. I still, my RSS feed still has home tech in it, because I didn't want to, you know, you can't, you don't want to no, change no. that stuff, right? No, not even so, no, no. So it still says home gadget geeks. But that was one of those things where, you know, I think it 120 or something. We changed the name 140 and it, it went fairly smooth and it's a better representation of, of what we're doing. And so the rebranding piece didn't take, didn't take long at all. That's a great point though, that I have people obsess over this when like you change the name, it changes your RSS feed and they go, Oh, well I might lose some, you know, Google juice. And I'm like, when have you ever seen an RSS feed come up in a Google search? Never. So it's like, don't obsess over that. I understand because I remember uh, it was either my first or second. I made a feed burner feed and had a it's shocking for a day, but there was a typo in it after I had submitted it to iTunes and I just left it there because nobody sees that. 
Um, but I see uh, some folks saying they can't get this to load in Firefox. I know in the, and, and I will say this about uh, FireTalk, is it, maybe it's just me. If I'm using a software program, I want a video to show me like a video walkthrough to show me how to, to run it and use it. They have a bunch, I'll give them credit. They have a bunch of FAQs, but in terms of like, how do I start and run a fire talk? I was surprised there was no like help video, um, but it's they mentioned, <laughs> yeah. And, and they mentioned uh, Chrome or Firefox. They did. So I don't know what to do if you're on a Mac I guess you got to load Chrome or Firefox because Chrome for sure. Yeah, Chrome yeah. Chrome works pretty well with it. You know, you might have an extension blocking it on Firefox. A lot of folks use the extensions pretty heavily, and there could be something inside of here that, if you're using extensions to block things like ads and some of those other things, that it, it, that may be the case too. I got uh, a thing. I got this off of Facebook this morning, and apparently there's a website. This seems to be an industry that's growing, where people will help you find guests. And I don't, I haven't yet to be to the website, but their email is sales at perfectpodcastguest.com. And it says, uh, I'm looking for input on, from you on a new piece. So they're writing something, uh, looking to gather information, a direct from podcast hosts on one, how do you qualify a guest? Uh, two, where do you look for guests? Three, your number one tip for those wanting to be a guest and four, your worst guest nightmare story. Presented as a learning experience, not a bash on the personal uh, or on the person. No names, no names needed. Um, if you're game for sharing, please email the above um, to uh, sales at perfectpodcastguest.com. Jim, how do you find guests for your show? Well, we just had, so Chris was on, Chris Nessie. Uh, he, yeah. We had him as our guest. And by the way, that's on TheAverageGuy.tv right now if you're interested in hearing Chris. Great guest, EdTech. He does an amazing job and he's doing great things for education. So it's, it's worth the listen for sure. But I found Chris through this community. And so I've, Chris has jumped in. I've seen him. I've, you know, I've, I've listened to his stuff and I thought, Hey, Ed tech, I, it's mama tech show. I'm going to, we love those kind of, those kind of, um, you know, the, those kinds of stories. And so it was good to have him on. Uh, Twitter is another, uh, oftentimes in Twitter feed, I'll, I'll look through and or somebody will tweet something that's kind of interesting. I'll do a little bit of research, especially like around, around new projects or gadgets. And I'll just reach out to them. Hey, I saw you on Twitter. Are you interested in coming in? You know, I want them to be at a reputable company or a startup or something along those lines. And we'll do a little chat back and forth before the invite goes out. But I try to grow it organically. Like, and I love to pull from this community right here. This is one of my you know, as I get to know some folks and get them on the show, we've had SP on our show before, I think. Yeah, well, we did have SP on there. And so I pull them right from this community. It's a great, a great way to do it. And that's basically what I do. I like I met Troy Heinrichs through uh, the real Brian, who, you know, I've known from ProfitCast and I've met him at Podcast Movement, things like that. And I've kind of known Troy for a few years, but and he's always sending in because of my podcast stories. Uh, Glenn, the geek I met at PodFest. Um, and then a lot of them I just hear on other podcasts and I'm like, oh, that's a really cool story. I would have liked, because to me, I'm always looking for a, especially somebody who's making a living with their podcast. That's always a fun story because usually how they got there is, um, interesting to hear what they did and what they didn't do. Anybody that's, that's like a Glenn, the geek that's got advertising or anybody who's really good at shaping a story or things like that. Um, but it's always, you know, it's always interesting. I'll get people to email and they're like, I'm super successful in my business. And I'm like, okay, how does that, good for you. I mean, 
it's hard work, but how does that? Isn't that weird when you could, when they come to you, you're so much more suspicious than if you find them. Could be the same person, yeah. but when you find them, it's just it's like getting the motivations in the right place. We t- I talk about this all the time, getting those motivations in the right place. It's just funny. We get super suspicious when we get those. You know, I I got an email like, hey, I'd like to insert a link. I I bet a bunch of podcasters get this. You talked about this. Would you be kind enough to insert a link in your show notes? Because we're in that space too. Right. And I had a solar company approach me about that. We'd done a solar show. A, a buddy of mine in Australia had put solar panels on his roof, and so we just talked about it. And they wanted a they wanted me to put a link in there. I said, Why don't you write a post? And I, I approve. I reserve the rights to edit everything in the post. But why don't you write a post? They said, okay. And a week later, a post showed up. It was fully formatted. Actually, very few links uh, even in there. A few to some very reputable sites that we're talking about. And so I put it in and gave them credit and posted it. It was great material for my site. And they got an opportunity to say their thing. But you never know until you ask. And it's not going to work for everybody. I got another one that was like, can we, we want to put a post about tech on here, but it has to have this link about a casino. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. no, <laughs> like, no, that's not going to work. And so I reserve rights, but you can get those. You, you Sometimes you can get those and get some pretty good content out of it for just a blog post. And that for me, that's my audience, right? We're into those kinds of gadgets. So um, well, I, sometimes it works. I've sent that to, I've had two people that have kind of said, I, I think I'd be a good guest. And it's interesting. I'll go, well, I'd be happy to interview you. I reserve the right to not air it. Mm-hmm. And in some cases they don't write back. Cause they, they're like, well, I'm not going to go if you're not going to. And I'm like, well, I don't know you. So, right. you know, if you're, if you tank as a guest and you're just here to promote your new book, you know, yeah, that's why I like, we, and actually we talked about this uh, Thursday with when Chris was on the show, you know, I reached out to Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Dell one time and said, Hey, I want you're, you're talking about podcasting workflow. I want to be on your podcast. Can you, I kind of invited myself on it. Now I knew Mike and Mike knew me. So that was kind of a different situation there. But even if, if folks that I know approached me and said, Hey, I've got some, I've, I got this new gadget and this happens with me from time to time. Got this new gadget. I just heard some sirens and I thought, are we under a tornado warning or something? <laughs> um, and They'll reach out to me and say, you know, I'd, I'd love to come on and talk about this. And if I know them, if I have an existing relationship, absolutely. So I try to get to know the folks in my community as well, reach out to them, be to know them. But sometimes we reach out to people I don't know. They don't always say yes either, right? You've, I'm sure you've reached out to some guests, Dave, and hey, would you come on? Well, Dave, one of the things I try to do, there's enough podcasts who are interviewing all the same people, you know, Gary V and right. Ugh. All right. Good enough. I get it. I, have, I hear enough about Gary Vee. All right. But go interview somebody who isn't getting a chance, who's really knocking it out of the park. Find, dig a little bit harder and find those people that are really doing a great job that aren't getting the airtime that some of these other guys are. So I think that's, I, as, a, as a responsible podcaster, I, I would encourage you find somebody new. New. Yep. I, uh, speaking of the real Brian, he's getting ready to launch the real Brian show. And he put a thing in Facebook and said, who would you be interested in hearing something like on the show? And I put somebody I've never heard of before who brings huge value. Like go find the diamond in the rough. Um, Because I've had people tell me one of the things they like about my show is that I'm not interviewing, you know, and again, I've had Pat Flynn on the show and John Lee Dumas. And Pat is a really good interview. (laughs) Pat is a really good interview. He is so good. He's a guy I could never get sick of. I mean, he could be on everybody's podcast and he, 
He works so hard to be the best he can be for you when he's on your podcast. I think he studies you more than you study him. All the podcasts I've heard Pat Flynn on, he knows more about the hosts than the hosts know about him. He is, that dude is just solid. So maybe there's an exception with Pat Flynn. I, I do like Pat. And the thing I like about John Lee Dumas is that guy will answer any question. You could ask him, I mean, super personal questions. He's like, oh, no, all right, here, yeah, it's this and that. And blah, blah, and you're yeah. like, wow, okay. Both those guys are pretty transparent, and I I appreciate that in in what they do. It's nice to have them. I haven't had either one. They don't fit. Uh, Pat might right. fit if we talked about gadgets and stuff, but I haven't had either one. Yeah, so um, got this in. This is just a, a tip for anybody looking to grow their audience. He says, uh, oh, wait, hold on. I just This just came in while we were talking. Um, from executive producer Chris Kermitzos, the executive producer of The Messengers. Um, Dave, can we organize a get-together with podcasters uh, from 4 to 6 p.m.-ish on Saturday, the 20th of August? So um, The Messengers will be here in Ohio, in Akron. So um, they have confirmed they will be here Saturday. So that'll be fun. Now I just got to figure out where. Uh, they're staying at like the Econo Inn because again they're trying to save. I told him I said I got I can get an airbed. You can use my couch, but there's four guys, um, and so I'll have to see if like the Econo Inn has like a uh, like a business like a whatever you call those things a uh, conference room. Yeah, that would be a cool place to uh, to meet. Check the library too. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean. They, I've Go got a place. Yeah, the, the library would be. That's you know what. That's a good place to check because yeah. there's a really cool meeting room here at my apartment. It's a, it's the party room. Um, really nice. It's also a hundred bucks. And I'm like, mm, you know, I might, I might spring the hundred bucks, but I'm basically going to um, pay for most of their meals while they're here anyway, yeah. as my way of uh, supporting the, um, Com- the community college might be another one to look into. Sometimes if you have a community college in your area there, mm-hmm. they have open space, you know, those things are funded. Oftentimes those community colleges are so heavily funded by the community that, they make those spaces available and open, especially if you're going to do something that's community based. So that that's another area that that. Um, oh, speaking of Mike Dell, he just joined us in the chat room. Hey, Mike, welcome. I was just talking about you. Maybe you heard your ears. No. Yeah, Daniel put in the chat room there. If you want to support the documentary, um, it's at supportthemessengers.com. And the reason this is expensive is a uh, they're using um, it's like a real film. If you if you go over to the messengers doc doc dot com, um, you'll see the the trailer there. If you sign up, give them their email address. They're not going to spam you a bunch. They're just going to keep you in the loop. And uh, it's a it's a real it's a real movie. It's kind of wild. And you'll hear little old me in there. And uh, Dave, so. I, I I got a bone to pick with you. All right, I never do this, but I got a bone to pick with you. All Why, right. when you mention NPR, I think you have an NPR bias. Whenever you mention NPR, you put on the NPR voice, like you mock it, like you Um, mock it, and yet you're doing this NPR, you say, you've told me yourself, (laughs) the Messenger podcast is an NPR style, right, right? you're doing that, so quit mocking it, I think it's a good, I think it's a good, it is a good, you know, I'm I'm joking, you know, yeah, it's, uh, well, it's one of those things that, like, there was a guy on the podcast review show that he literally starts his his intro and then actually plays like a piano. That's like plink, 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 plink. And I'm like, well, somebody likes cereal, you know? So it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, that'll work. Um, but getting back to my other thing that's just in, well, this isn't just in, I got this off of a Facebook group. This is from Tim Tompkins. He says, I host an NBA podcast that covers the entire league 
over the last month on every episode, we've done a promo exchange with a different team specific NBA podcast. Uh, we framed it as a new segment, letting you know about other NBA podcasts since implementing the promo exchanges. We've seen a, want to guess what percentage increase this would do? Uh, 25%. Look at you. 21.2 increase in listenership and are close to averaging our highest rated episodes ever. Uh, this has done more than any uh, money we've put into social media marketing. And uh, yeah, it was free. Just takes a little networking. And um, so that's from uh, Tim Hopkins. So then I had somebody today ask me, like, how do I grow my audience? I'm like, have you reached out to other podcasts in your your niche? And they're just doing audio cross promos. So yep. here's 30 seconds on mine and I'll give you 30 seconds on yours. Yep. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of an old idea. But that's old. And I'm not sure it, yeah. why it went away. I mean, I used to, that used to be the thing. It was kind there of funny go. because yeah, I think a there lot of go. it is. And a lot of times it made no sense. It was like, here we are on this business podcast and right. we're going to play the one for the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Completely unrelated. But show. there's enough now. Uh, there's enough in there. So it's interesting. So Emily and James from classy low podcast reached out to me and they're like, Hey, would you make a promo? We'd love to play it on our, cause they do a great job of, of mm. playing network promos. I just never got it done. Like shame on me for not sitting down and recording a tight 30 second promo for their show and putting it on. So I think, I think you're right. Maybe it needs to circle back around. Maybe that needs to be an old idea that becomes a new, new idea. And now that we have a million more podcasts in the space, maybe you can get, closer to more relevant other podcasts. But I think a lot of people honestly think, why would I promote like another tech show or another podcasting show in my space? Why would I do that? You know, I think that's what people ask when when it comes down to ego. And um, Kim, I'm going to attempt her last name, but I believe it's just Kragy from, I know she's on the table podcast.com, but she's also on the Mm-hmm. That thing you go to Toastmasters uh, 101.net. And I mentioned that last week in the School of Podcasting because I was talking to David Hooper, who brought up Toastmasters. And I was like, oh, well, since we're talking about Toastmasters, if you're interested in that, go check out her show. And she said, Dave, you have much more in effect than new and noteworthy. She goes, I've had more people listen to my latest episode. And she just, just because you mentioned it on your show. So there is the power of Dave. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, So, yeah, I think that's, that's where I learn about a new, a lot of other podcasts is on another, somebody else's show. Yeah. Well, we have, you know, I said Chris on, he has his own podcast. It's one big promo for his podcast, not intended to be that way. I know that Chris is a podcaster, so I know he knows the mechanics. Like, there's nobody easier to podcast to uh, interview than a podcaster because he already knows, or she already knows the mechanics. And uh, and that can be. We talked a lot about Chris's show in in my show, and we combine the two together. So, in some form, when you're interviewing, when you have another podcaster in that niche, and Chris isn't necessarily in my niche, but it's a technology niche, so it works. When you, when you combine those two together, you get a great host or a great guest. You get a, you promo their stuff. And at the end of the show, by the way, I told Chris, like, look, I'm not, if you want to share this, that's awesome. But this is not why I had you on here. So I, I'm, I want you on here for great content, not necessarily promoted. If you want to promote it, that's awesome. I'll do plenty of promotion for the both of us. But I wanted on, and he did. He delivered great content. So that's oftentimes a little trick. Don't just do a 30-second or whatever promo for them. Actually have them on your show. 
invite them yeah. in, have them come, have them come in, have them bring great stuff. It brings a new audience and a new, a new fresh look at things. A uh, great way to do it. I, I'll be honest. I should target those guys over at Potter and family. That, that's a huge network that seems to have their act together from a network standpoint. Yeah. They get along, they do great stuff for each other. They got a hashtag. Um, and so if I was smart, I would be yanking uh, hosts out of the, the Potter and family network and having them on my shows. Doug Piper has a question. He says, what do you guys think of a beer brewing podcast? Not so much the how to, but the lifestyle. I'm learning that people who love craft beer and or brewing craft beer seem to have wonderful outlooks, lifestyles, and a sense of community. Yeah. There's a bunch out there already. Yeah. There's a, there's a ton of, of beer podcasts and, and it's the same thing. Like, Hey dude, what's going on? You know, what are we drinking? Well, and then, you know, and yeah. then, you know, and you hear that some really good ones that I've watched, but yeah, I think if you, if, if you have a passion around it and you love to do it and you can talk about it all the time, be something different. Yeah. Ronald asked in the uh, chat room, Dave, do you have that promos page right? I'm not sure what you mean oh, by that. Remember, you used to have a page where uh, promo swap. Oh, podcast. Pro- you know what? Here's the thing with that. Uh, I think it's podcast promo. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Just talk about not updating your websites. Um, yeah, podcastpromoswap.com. Here's the fun thing about that um, is before podcast promo swap, I had podcastcharts.com. This is literally like 2005 stuff. This was, that's interesting. Um, Oh, that's uh, somebody's. Oh, that's you doing things in. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry. I'm like going. What is that noise? Uh, the um, but podcast charts was overrun with spam, as many things are on the internet, and so I set up podcast promo swap to have like a dollar entry fee or something like that, just to keep people from listing every porn site on the planet in there. And in the process, I think I made it too hard, and I'm using. Um, a kind of a directory script that really wasn't meant for exchanging. I got a close slack. <laughs> That's not me, by the way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sending you slack things. Um, uh, for, it was made for like um, two thumbs up media is using the same script. It's meant for listing websites, not listing promos. So I was kind of painting with peanut butter. And it's one of those things that's always on my plate of, you know, someday I need to go back and fix that to make it super easy for people to sign up, upload their promo and, and go to town. And I don't, I think the only thing that's on there is like one ad about music radio creative or something like that in the school of podcasting, which probably doesn't even link to, no, there's not much there, but yeah, that's something I need to. um, I think you'd be able to just do that in a Google group now where you had links back, like put the promo on your site. Like I make the promo and I'm, I just make it an MP3 somewhere on my site. And then I link that in the doc where they can come back and get it. What I thought about doing was kind of what the guy from podcastguest.com is doing is basically just sending it to a form and then say, click here to get, you know, the PDF of all the filled in forms. And then once a week, just go in and update it, send out an email. Hey, here's the new ones that have come in. Here's a link to the, all the ones you got, by the way, you know, blah, 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 school of podcasting. Just yeah. use it as a branding tool. And that would probably get, and that actually thought I used to do a, uh, the podcast promo show. And that's where uh, I know Daniel mentioned and a couple other people mentioned, there's a lot of really bad promos. And that was the other thing, kind of like the clamor cast. The thing I didn't really like about that is a, there weren't a whole lot of promos and B I, I, I ended up putting out 
promos that I just didn't like yeah. just because it was the only one I had. And I was like, yeah, okay, enough of that. Well, then, there was questionable content there too. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So that's, I think on podcast promoswap.com. No, I used to have a link to a PDF I had on how to, you know, some tips yeah. on making a good promo. I think though, the really best way to do this is just reach, find some podcasts in your niche, listen to them, see how close they are, and then reach out to those and say, hey, would you be interested in doing a promo swap? Takes a little bit more work, but I think you'll get better results yeah. out of the deal and and get some ideas of, you know, hey, you know, this would be, or you would be, I'd shoot, I'd be interested if some some tech podcasts out of a certain network that I just mentioned, Potter and Family, reached out to me and said, hey, because they're really good at doing those those promos, uh, doing that swap. I As a podcaster, I'd be interested. So, although my audience does not like that stuff they have told me several times do not go commercial or we will absolutely drop you like a bad habit so they love the non-commercial yeah i've gotten pretty strong feedback from them uh via email and twitter they like the pretty non-commercial and they're they're used to my commercial stuff you know hey support us on patreon sign up for the newsletter uh use the amazon affiliate link they're pretty happy with those. We weave those in, which, by the way, Dave, I did when we think about Patreon, I did stickers. Here we, there we oh, go, there you for, go. The, for Home Gadget Geek. So Vista Print, I made uh, 30 of these to be like, well, let's just try it. Let's see what, what, what happens. I made 30, cut them up. They were, I think, 15 bucks or something okay. for 30, uh, maybe a little, maybe 18 with shipping. And, uh, and I said, hey, go to Patreon, three bucks. One month, I don't care. I just just drop it in there, and the month you support me, I'll send the I'll send you a sticker, a limited edition sticker out. And uh, we've gotten eight or nine so far. Here's the here's the envelopes. I got them all all, all set to go. up, ready to go. Put forty two cents on them. I think that's what it costs here in the United States now. Although here's the big question: I got one from Australia. Uh, what oh, do you do? Fun. Right. So I'm going to figure out a way to get this to them in Australia. I know there's there's ways to get it done. That's the fun part about being global you know if somebody you know please email me a sticker to pakistan and you're like oh geez okay well it's going to cost me three dollars in shipping to yeah ship but 50 I, cent. I i priced it enough my goal with the patreon wasn't to make any money so i priced it enough that if i did have one where it's going to cost me two or three dollars to get it to them the other ones make up for it so the goal was just to get some you know get some traction going for people to try out patreon and give them something by the way i threw a couple cards in the letter two to kind of protect the sticker so that it yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't get bent in shipping and uh and then you know they'll have two cards and a sticker one by the time we get to them so trying that out to see eh, what do we do on patreon and and well like i said i have eight or nine i think who've who've jumped in to support me and three bucks and worked out pretty well so if you haven't i'm a latecomer to patreon i know a lot of other people have tried it but if you if you've been holding off on patreon i think you can come up with some fun stuff there's a new the site that i found a really cool site we're, we're speaking on stickers because right now stickers are super popular i think people really like yep. you know put them on their laptop stuff like that there's a site called sticker mule dave i don't yeah. know if you ever heard of that stickermule.com and they do die cut stickers at a pretty reasonable price so when you think about a sticker maybe a three by three sticker um you know you can get them for under a dollar sticker um, some pretty good quality and and stuff that would that uh, that would look pretty good. I haven't tried them out yet, but I've heard of Sticker Mule and I've heard of StickerGiant.com. Mm-hmm. Sticker so, Giant, yeah. I'm so sure you- one of those things. If this if these thirty go well, um, I may go. 
you know, I may go a hundred or 50 on the next round, make them a little bit different and, uh, you know, put out additions of stickers to kind of make them unique. And of course, if you want to try Patreon, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash try Patreon and Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And that's my kind of affiliate link for that. Yeah, definitely support Dave from that standpoint. I can't believe it took you that long to say that. I was <laughs> stretching that out forever. <laughs> uh, got another great question from Facebook. This is from Kevin Geary. For some reason, when I put links on a podcast episode in WordPress, they don't show up as links in podcast players such as Overcast, even though other shows I subscribe to have this functionality. For me, I usually get this question about iTunes or shall we say the podcast app. And I don't know what those guys are doing over there at Apple. I'm so happy and grateful for all they've done for podcasting. But when you bring up, um, this is the school of podcasting, I believe in, uh, in the app. And what I'm looking at here, it's just, uh, I have my logo at the top and then I have all of my episodes there. And so when I, at this point, there's no links in any of the text there because you're not in the episode yet. It looks like you are because you can see it and I could even click on it and play it. So here um, I've now clicked on that. And at the very bottom of the screen, you can see if the camera would. Uh, but anyway, this thing and this blurry thing down here at the bottom, there you go, is actual the player. Still no links. So if I click on that little itty bitty player at the bottom, then it shows my artwork and if I click on the artwork, so we're what, into four clicks now? I finally get something, and you'll see where I have my phone number there. Um, come on, camera. Be my friend. Um, I have my phone number there because that's in my show notes. Um, and then you'll notice where your show notes kind of try to match the color of whatever your artwork is. Because I know somebody had red in their artwork and they contacted me at Lips. They're like, why is my background pink? This is a show for guys. And I'm like, contact Apple. They're trying to match your, your artwork. And finally, here, you can see all the links at the bottom there. So it's it's just that easy. And it, it varies from app to app to app. I'm really surprised because the thing I really like about Overcast is – like for Ask the Podcast Coach, I put just the the time frame, like 12 minutes and 58 seconds, Jim mentioned, whatever. And so those actually become clickable on your app. And uh, in terms of links, just realize that every app handles them a little differently. They yeah. shouldn't, but it's kind of a hassle. Because of that, because every app handles it differently. And I know this isn't a best practice and it drives designers and UI folks crazy when I do this, but... I actually include the full link everywhere. I don't, I don't shorten that to like yeah. find my podcast here. And then he gets this tiny little link or whatever, because sometimes it gets stripped out and I don't want people, I want people and I want people to see where they're actually going. I find that most people, especially in my tech community, get a little suspicious of shortened links or hidden links or, and I know there's t tricks you can hover over. It'll show you where it's going. And some of those things it's obviously, or honestly, it's a reason I skip URL shorteners in a lot of cases because they hide the actual address it's going to visibly. And so I've just found for my listeners, it's a lot better if I just disclose the whole link and make that visible for both the, what the, what they see and what they click on. Then if I do send, if my post goes somewhere that doesn't support links, it's just straight flat text. They could always, hover over it, right click and go to, right? That's one of those things that if you just put it, if you hide it and you put it, you know, go here, that link totally goes away. So 
doesn't look the best and there's other ways to do it, but I have had great success in different platforms that don't support linking um, or it gets stripped out in an email or whatever, right? The full link is always there to get it done. Now I try to make those full links as nicely looking as possible. And I always try to use my own URL in there so they know where they're going from that standpoint. But that's just a little trick. I, I did. We did that at work for the longest time. And then our designers came in and like, you can't do this. That's not best practice. And people don't want to see it. And I'm like, oh, actually they do. But okay, yeah, do what you feel. Do what right. you feel is best. And, uh, and so they changed it. Randy Cantrell, leaning towards wisdom, by the way. Man, is that a good show? I know in my last school of podcasting show, I said Red Podcast. Ah, these two are going to duke it out. Um, he did a show on... When you put time into your mistakes, you don't want to give up on the mistake because you romanticize it. And I was like, dude, you just you just completely capsulized my second marriage in like 30 minutes or less. It was awesome. Um, but he says, have you ever uh, because you're a tech show, have you ever done an episode on bots? Because apparently battle bots and all that is, is super popular. Does that tie into your audience? Really? It, it could. It could. I just haven't. I uh, haven't had the haven't had the right guest to, to be able yeah. to highlight that. So no, I'd, bots are odd when we think of physical robots, right? Yeah. Like, what, what they, well, yeah. We've talked a lot about like drones and some of those kinds of things, but, but uh, I haven't had the right guest for robots. It's a great idea. Yeah. It's, and that's a thing that that's kind of weird. When I look to the left, it throws my camera off. I'm not really moving my head a whole lot, but it keeps making things blurry. Turn that auto focus off. Off. Yeah. Um, but that's a great strategy. Anytime well, I'll give you an example. I, I mean, I didn't do it for this reason, but when Muhammad Ali died, I did an episode on the School of Podcasting on things people can learn from Muhammad Ali. Now, I did that because I was a huge Muhammad Ali fan, and um, but anytime you can make an episode about something that people are talking about, in theory, I've never gone back to look at it, but one would think you might get more traffic because people are searching for Muhammad Ali that maybe didn't know him in the past or whatever the topic might be you know, anything that's, that's in the news. So just uh, talk about Trump and Hillary and Beyonce and you're, you'll get a million downloads for you. <laughs> How's that episode do? You know, I got a lot of feedback. I do these every now and then. In fact, I, I think I might do one for this episode coming up because it wasn't about microphones and it wasn't about RSS feeds and things. I got a lot of feedback from that because I think my avatar is a lot like me. Um, they're probably somewhere in the 35 and above range, um, if not 40 and above. And so they were all like, yeah, man, he was my champ too. So I had a lot of people saying that really resonated with me. Um, it's really interesting though, the different episodes that like, I, I thought I put that out basically for me and I just thought, you know what, if, if this interests me, it probably interests my audience. And so same thing. I mentioned Troy Heinrichs earlier. I had a lot of feedback from that. Uh, comments, a lot of people commenting on that one. A lot of times I'll get email, had a lot of comments quickly that said, wow, this is a really good episode, you know, and then I got feedback on the David Hooper episode, which is interesting because it was all like, wow, this is really good. Uh, people love the fact that I pulled back the curtain to show here's what I edited out of the interview. I had a lot of people said that was almost as riveting as the story. The fact that you were able to pull back the curtain and explain why. And then, of course, because it's podcasting, I had one person that said, I, I was I'm not sure I like this episode. I'm not sure I like the idea because the whole story is Dave is talking with these people who are basically on, in Iran running a phone center that's illegal. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, you're going to get those people killed. 
And I was like, mm. it's a free society. And, and they're actually calling him now. It's like, so, you know, and so it's always interesting to get both perspectives. You know, some people's going to like, this is great. It's brilliant. And then you have somebody that goes, yeah, I don't think so. I think it's a bad idea. And I like, no. And that, my friends, is how we are going to wrap up Ask the Podcast Coach this week. Uh, this episode was recorded on Fire Talk, and the audio that you heard was from Fire Talk. And at about this point, um, even though it was a video, the audio just went, see bye. So I didn't have any audio. And if I have the backup of it, I'll be darned if I can find it. So that is how we're going to leave this show. And that's one of the things that's always kind of fun about this show. Jim and I like to experiment. We try new systems, and then we report back, warts and all, how things work. So at this point, being this was my first episode using firetalk.com, I would say definitely, definitely have an audio backup going if you're looking for the audio. Other than that, I, I didn't have a problem this episode. You'll hear in next week's episode that will be live from PodCamp Pittsburgh. You'll see if we had any trouble or not. So thanks so much for tuning in. We are there live every Saturday. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, and it will redirect to whatever platform we are using. I know in the future we're going to kick the tires on huzzah. And uh, until then, as always, if you have any questions, you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. You can um, contact me at schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, and you can find Jim over at theaverageguy.tv. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.